Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. So over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so, so happy to have you here. Thank you again for joining me. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. Thank you to all of you who have been so kind regarding the podcast, who have either uh, sent messages or sent notes or uh, reached out in some other way to say thank you. It means a lot. And also thank you to those of you who have left reviews or shared the podcast. I'm truly so grateful to have you as a part of the unedited journey. As I've mentioned the last couple of episodes, I'm doing something a little different this month as August is proving to be a pretty full month. I am just uh, answering a random question in the beginning of the podcast and then reading a brief unedited journal entry. And so something a little bit different. Um, And today's question is, what books have impacted you outside of the Bible? Now with that question, I would like to confess I'm not an avid reader like I don't voraciously read stacks of books I'm a very slow reader I do read my Bible every day Um, and with that I read a lot of commentaries or portions of commentaries I read articles related to what I'm studying but like to just consume a book cover to cover um, I have to work at that but I do have books that have impacted me and I do read um, just not as much as I would like to So in no particular order, I am just going to share a little list of books that have impacted me, um, and then I will share an unedited journal entry called Raking Rubbish. One book that's really impacted me is Hind's Feet on High Places. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. It is an allegory about a girl named Much Afraid who goes to the high places with the shepherd You see all sorts of different places that she goes on her journey, people she encounters, her companions on the journey. It was very, very, very impacting for me. Along with that, kind of in the allegory type category would be um, Pilgrim's Progress. I've never read the full like 1600s Paul Bunyan version, but I read the children's version to my kids on a number of occasions. I think it's actually called Dangerous Journey. Um, kind of a chapter book, but it really just made an impact on my life. And there's times where I'm walking through something and I see a scene from Pilgrim's Progress in my mind and I'm like, oh, I'm at such and such a place on the journey. Not exactly, but it does really help paint a picture in your mind's eye um, when it comes to our our walk with God and the road to heaven. Um, There's a couple of books that I read to my kids several times that really, really impacted me. One would be Oma Ellis, or Oma, by Oma Ellis. She was a Pentecostal pioneer, preacher in the early 1900s, and just a lot of stories of miracles that she saw. 
um, throughout her years of ministry. There's a book called Beloved Wide Spot by Nona Freeman. It was about their time that they spent in the United States before they went as missionaries to Africa. And again, just a book full of miracles that they saw. And it's very faith-building. I love to read stories of heroes of faith that have gone before and seen the miraculous. It's so powerful. I also love to read books about people that have been tortured for their faith or people who have endured hardship for their faith. There's a book called Tortured for Christ. I always get this confused. Is it Tortured for Christ or Tortured for His Faith? It's a story of Harlan Popov, and he was severely tortured for his faith. There was a time that he stood by a white wall. Every time he would blink, they would beat him. He stood there for days. His ankles swelled. It was just, it was horrible, but it's so beautiful to read the stories of people who came through situations like that and did it with the right spirit, did it with the right attitude. And again, it's an example for me. It's built my faith. Should I ever have to go through something like that? I have stories in my mind and in my heart of other people who endured that. And I hope I don't ever have to go through that. But again, it's just very, very faith building. Kind of similar would be Hiding Place. I love um, the book Hiding Place uh, by Corey Ten Boom. She and her family hid Jews in their home um, and during the Holocaust. And that's a very, been a very impacting book for me. A Tale of Three Kings um, is a very impacting book. The Path of Suffering by Elizabeth Elliot. That was a very impacting book. Ordering Your Private World um, by Gordon MacDonald. I recommend that book to a lot of people. That book really helped me. Um, He just talks about getting on the inside of your life and having everything ordered, not just living above the surface. It's, again, a very, very impacting book in my life. There's a little teeny tiny book uh, that I got as a Mother's Day gift for my parents' church about 20 years ago, maybe even more. It was called Quiet Times for Mothers. You can find it on Amazon. It is just full of little teeny tiny quotes from many different people. Hannah Whittall Smith, Elizabeth Elliot. Um, I can't even begin to tell you all the people that the quotes are from, but very encouraging. And God really used that little devotional, especially early on in my own Bible reading and prayer journey. There's another book called Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World. I've read that several times, probably read it the first time about 15 or 16 years ago. And that book really, really helped me. She talked about how we have to be Mary and Martha, how our Mary posture, our sitting at Jesus' feet, fuels our Martha service. And there was a lot of things I learned when I read that book. I remember she talked about examining your thoughts and slowing down with your thoughts if they're not from God, walking them out the other side. I really feel that was a huge, huge piece of my own battle in my mind, um, taking insecurity and jealousy and a lot of other things captive, learning to take thoughts captive. So that book was very impacting to me when I've read it. I loved Unseen by Sarah Haggerty. Um, kind of have some books popping into my mind in addition to the ones I had jotted down. I will say probably the most impacting book that I've read outside of the Bible is Bait of Satan. 
I believe I've recommended it on the podcast before, but it's by John Bevere. And that book helped me forgive so much. It was such an incredible tool in my own personal journey of healing and forgiveness and overcoming some obstacles. And so those are just a few of the books that have been very helpful, very beneficial in my own life personally. Shoot me your recommendation. Send me an Instagram message. Send me an email. I would love to hear. Um, But again, those are a few of the books that have impacted me outside of the Bible. Today, I'm going to share an unedited journal entry called Raking Rubbish. And so without further ado, Raking Rubbish. The interpreter takes them apart again and has them first into a room where was a man who could look no way but downwards with a muckrake in his hand. There stood also one over his head with a celestial crown in his hand and proffered to give him that crown for his muckrake. But the man did neither look up nor regard, but raked to himself the straws, the small sticks, and the dust of the floor. Then said Christian, I persuade myself that I know somewhat the meaning of this. For this is a figure of a man of this world, is it not good, sir? Thou hast said the right, said he, and his muckrake doth show his worldly mind. And whereas thou seest him rather give heed to rake up straws and sticks and the dust of the floor, than to do what he says that calls to him from above with the celestial crown in his hand, it is to show that heaven is but a fable to some, and that things here are counted the only things substantial. Now whereas it was also showed thee that the man could look no way but downwards, it is to let thee know that earthly things when they are with power upon men's minds, quite carry their hearts away from God. Then said Christiana, O deliver me from this muckrake. That prayer, said the interpreter, has lain by till it is almost rusty. Give me not riches is scarce the prayer of ten thousand. Straws and sticks and dust with most are the great things now looked after. That was a little quote from Pilgrim's Progress. Nearly 20 years ago, I heard someone reference this piece of Pilgrim's Progress, and at the time, it stuck with me. As happens with the passage of time over the years, it sunk out of mind into the recesses of my subconscious. Somewhere over the last few weeks, the image of the man raking rubbish in a pile bobbed to the surface and has been on my heart ever since. How easy it is to give our lives to things that won't last because they are so tangible in the moment. Clothing can be worn, decor can be observed, the trophies and certificates can be displayed, the affirmation can be heard, the car can be driven, and on and on. Our human nature loves instant gratification It likes to count the likes. It likes the kudos and recognition of fame and popularity. It comes naturally and effortlessly to accumulate goods and enjoy applause. Yet I feel so strongly to remind myself that there is coming a day when my trophies here will be tinder there. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where is the treasure of my time going? Where is the treasure of my talent going? Where is the treasure of my money going? 
Are they being invested in wood, hay, and stubble? Or are they being invested into an eternal bank account? Am I laying up for myself treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt? Or am I laying up treasure in heaven where they can never be lost? Will things I give myself to be an embarrassment when I stand in the light of his glory? 1 Corinthians 3, 12 to 15 says that my works will be tested by fire. Wood, hay, and stubble will be burned and gold, silver, and jewels will remain. In Colossians 3, 2, Paul urges the church to set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. What is here today is now and fleeting. What is in today's Target bag will be in next year's Goodwill box. Fashion and style will come and go. Trophies will tarnish and applause will fade. But there are a few places I can invest that will never be wastes. The Word of God. It will change me from the inside out. It lives and abides forever. 1 Peter 1.23 Prayer. Our prayers go up and are captured eternally in golden bowls. Revelation 5.8 People. Our investments in people will never be lost. Whether investing a smile, an act of kindness, a Bible study, or a mentorship, our investment is in an eternal soul. God-given dreams and callings. God has placed each of us on earth with a purpose. He has a plan to be glorified through each life. We have each been gifted a unique set of talents, treasure, and passion. When we grow and hone our God-given skill sets, we are bringing Him glory and investing eternally. Like the parable of the talents, God is expecting a return on what He has loaned me. When I look up in 20 years, 30 years before the throne, will the things I am giving myself to matter? Will they stand the test of time? Will they bear eternal weight? Will they be tested trophies or merely tinder? Will the things I'm investing in outlive me, or am I merely raking rubbish in a pile? So again, just a very simple baby journal entry called Raking Rubbish. It is so easy in this day and age, especially in the first world, to spend mass amounts of time on things that have no eternal significance, no eternal weight, but the time and the energy and the finances that we invest in the kingdom of God, again, in the word of God, in prayer, in people, in honing our, our skills and our gifts that God gave us and in our local church, these are eternal investments in a kingdom that is without end. Like the Bible says, a place where moth and rust cannot corrupt. And so I would encourage you today and I encourage myself today to give myself to things that will matter when I get to heaven. Thank you again so much for joining me today. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit megunedited.com For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.